Hello and welcome to The Flex. I'm Matt St. Jean here with Joe Howey, ready to give you the pregame as the Friars are set to take on New Hampshire this Thursday at the Dunkin' Donut Center. Providence returns home from Madison, Wisconsin. And this is a game Kenbaum gives the Friars a 90% chance of winning against a UNH team that is not very well regarded. But at the same time, New Hampshire did have a close one at Marquette, a Marquette team that just pulled off a great win against Illinois. And I think we're going to get into that more later. But this seems to be a somewhat streaky UNH team, at least one with a high potential to cause an upset. Is that your take on this, Joe? Um, yes, Matt. I, I, I think... You know, and I said this in our post-game show after the Wisconsin game. This UNH game screams trap game. It falls on the Thursday before Thanksgiving. It is. It follows a very tough and well-played road game that the Friars had in Madison, Wisconsin, and it is ahead of uh, what I'm expecting to be a tough neutral site game against Northwestern during the Thanksgiving week college tournament, college basketball tournament. So, this is a trap game and any sense of the word. And I think the Friars got to come ready to play defensively. I mean, especially on their home floor where, as we've seen uh, against Fairfield and against Sacred Heart, this is not a Friars team that, that has played well defensively at home, ironically. So you'd like to see them come out with the defensive mindset, like, okay, let's shut this, this team down early on and prevent a Marquette esque situation from happening. Exactly. And where the Friars had some issues defensively in the first two games was perimeter shooting. They were giving open looks to Fairfield and State Red Heart. And this is a New Hampshire team. When they were able to play well in that Marquette game, it's because they got the three ball going. It's Jaden Martinez and Nick Guadarrama, two seniors there in the backcourt that are both hitting at a 50% or better clip so far this season. Obviously, a very small sample size through this point. But, I mean, that's how they were able to keep it close with Marquette, and that's an area the Friars are going to have to watch. Yeah, again, a great point to distinguish that it is a small sample size. But with the small sample size, you know, I think it's important to, to keep in mind that these two guys have been consistent the, over UNH's first two games. And, and you're completely right. This is a UNH team that went 12 of 27 again at Marquette. And this is a Friars team that gave up 12 three-pointers to a Sacred Heart team that quite frankly is just not very good. So I, I think perimeter defense has to be top of mind in preparation for this UNH team. Again, I think that's going to come down to communication, switching on ball screens, making sure that, you know, you are on your man, which is something the Friars have been inconsistent with, even in the victory at, at Wisconsin. You know, there were a couple of bloopers on ball screen, on ball screen switching, which, you know, if, if, you miss your guy at the top of the key and he just hops out to the wing. That's a wide open three. So I think we need to be clear and concise with our communication on Thursday. The flip side of this is that the Wildcats are abysmal in the paint offensively. It should be easy for Providence to focus on the perimeter. They're 352nd in the nation in two-point shooting percentage. And when you've got Nate Watson down there and Noah Horkler down there, both of those guys have had uh, – Watson had a four-block performance game one. Horkler had three blocks. Uh, I think that was at Wisconsin that he had three blocks. Yeah. So – 
I mean, you, when you have guys like that down low playing defense, I do not anticipate New Hampshire is going to be able to do much there. Uh, no, great point, Matt. This is not a big New Hampshire team. It's a quick New Hampshire team. Uh, uh, Pass the ball pesky. Yeah, they pass the ball well. They're pesky offensively. But when it comes to the paint, I think advantage Friars. And you need to do what you did all game against Wisconsin. Feed Nate Watson. You know, Watson defensively did a great job against the likes of, of Wisconsin's bigs. You know, you get Croswell, you get Horkler down there, Manaya. Just make sure your bigs do what they're supposed to do. And then the game should take care of itself as long as you play perimeter defense. And at the offensive end of the floor for the Friars, this is a New Hampshire defense that will send you to the line a lot. So like we've hammered home in the first three games, you got to hit your free throws. They didn't do it at Wisconsin. It didn't come back to bite them there. You can't let it come back to bite you against a team like New Hampshire. I agree, Matt. It's just it's points that are left on the floor. You need to sink your free throws. They're free. They are literally free. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, you said it. And was at 32% of the points that uh, New Hampshire has allowed this year have been at the free throw line. So basically a third of the score for any team is at the line. And they're sending teams there a lot. I mean, you just like, yeah, the free points, you can't pass them up. I mean, I think the Friars should expect a victory here. You got to come in, you got to play good ball, but this is not a very good New Hampshire team. We'll, we'll Put it that way. I don't think the Friars should be overly concerned heading into this one, but you you just can't overlook it. <laughs> no, I don't think you should look at this New Hampshire team like they're the defending national champions. But in that same breath, I don't think you should look at them like they're the Owen 20,000 DePaul. Like, I think you need to treat them with... You hear my dogs in the background. Hey, hey, DePaul has not lost, as as we're recording this, DePaul's not lost a game this year, and Villanova has lost a game this year. So maybe we want to, maybe this is the new DePaul. Maybe. But um, back, back to my point, you do want to treat this team with some sense of urgency. They just, you know, scared a Marquette team that topped 10th ranked Illinois. So again, it's not the national champions, but especially for a Friars program that is no stranger to dropping mid-major games in the early non-conference season, I think you need to treat this game with a sense of urgency. Like, all right, we are 3-0 and right now, just had one of the best wins in probably program history under Ed Cooley. Let's get back on track. Let's keep the train rolling and come out of week two 4-0. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's the Friars are three and zero for the first time since 2015-16. In that season, they opened the year six and zero, and I think Providence absolutely has a shot to do that. You should win this game against UNH. You're going to play in that tournament, the Roman Classics tournament, next Monday and Tuesday. You start start against a Northwestern team that uh, they're in the same tier as Wisconsin. If you're able to beat Wisconsin on the road, you should be able to beat Northwestern on a neutral site. And after that, you're playing either Georgia or Virginia. This is not a good Georgia team this year. And when it comes to Virginia standards as a program, this is not a good Virginia team. They're currently ranked ahead of where the Friars are in the metrics, but not by a ton. This is a very vulnerable Virginia squad. So Providence absolutely has a chance to match that 6-0 and start. And for a team that I think had a lot of question marks coming into the season, that would be absolutely fantastic. I, like, I mean, it's been a while since we saw it. 
the Friars actually play good basketball right at the start of the season. And it's it's refreshing to see it, even though it hasn't been perfect. They're getting wins. I agree, Matt. And I think you make a great point about the potential to go 6-0. and I think the name of the game going forward is maximize every opportunity and take advantage of what's in front of you. Because right now, if you look at this, this first six-game slate from a bird's-eye view, knowing what we know about Virginia and Northwestern and UNH and Georgia – and knowing what we did know about Wisconsin, Wisconsin was the toughest hump of that of this stretch. You got over that hump. Take advantage of this New Hampshire team and then worry about next week after that. But I agree. I think you need to, to look at the opportunities that lie ahead of you and really just go in there with the mindset like we're not losing. When the yeah. Flyers have that mindset, this team plays very well. Yeah, assert your dominance in this one. Friars got to protect the perimeter. Don't like Guadalupe and Martinez get hot. Uh, this is a lineup for New Hampshire. Also has Nick Johnson and Quan Murphy, who are pretty good players. Uh, Murphy's a senior, so this is an experienced lineup. Uh, and they also have the sophomore Londo. Oh, my goodness. Let me pull up my pronunciation guide here. Londo Chiquinho. Yeah. Who, yeah, from what we can tell, has been playing some decent balls so far this year. He's from Montreal. So, I mean, you never know what you're going to get out of these guys. At the very least, we have a contender for our all-name, our non-conference all-name team for Friars opponents right there. Because that's a fantastic name. It's a tongue twister when you see it. Because I'll tell you, when you look at the name, when you see his name on the back of the jersey Thursday night, you're not going to know it's the same guy. It's not pronounced how it looks unless you're really digging in there. you. Yeah. yeah, no one's going to know how to have that spelled. We are not going to tr- attempt spelling it for you right now. So um, unless you want to Google search it, have fun trying to figure that out on Thursday. It's number 11. It's probably going to be easier for you guys at home. This game is going to be the 630 tip on Fox Sports 2. Friars obviously get the lower end of the bill, the game Thursday night, because the Gavit games are going to be on at the same time. And I think we got to talk about this, Joe. We're, we're recording this. Wednesday before the uh, fifth and sixth games of the Gavit games, but the Big East starting four and oh, it's not just Providence over Wisconsin. You get Marquette pulling off the upset against Illinois. You've got Creighton beating Nebraska pretty thoroughly and the one to cap it all off. Seton Hall pulling the upset at Michigan, a number four Michigan team. This is remarkable. You know, Matt, uh, I, of course, I'm surprised because I think in recent years, the Big East hasn't done tremendously in the Gavit tip-off matchups. But, uh, you know, I, I think this just goes back to the Big East and the national respect that this conference deserves but does not get. I think right now the only network or, or, or albeit media source that gives the Big East the national credibility that it deserves is Fox College Hoops. You look at ESPN, you look at NBC, you look at anywhere else, no one else talks about the Big East. It's all ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, the SEC. Like It's all Power 5 this and Power 5 that. Okay, the Big Ten's a Power 5. How are they doing in the Gavit games? No one respects this conference aside from Villanova and Connecticut, and this week it's glaringly obvious. The Big East is sneaking up on people. Exactly, and I think, I mean, you look at the wins – Look at Illinois and Marquette. All right, this is an Illinois team that was a little bit shorthanded. You look at Providence, Wisconsin. This is a Wisconsin team that was shorthanded. But Seton Hall against Michigan, 
That is a full-strength top-five Michigan team. Seton Hall beat them on the road. That is it's a super impressive for the team and for the conference. We've been talking about all right, who's going to emerge behind Villanova. We think we've got UConn in that second tier. We think we've got Xavier in that second tier. Who else is going to go up there? The Friars with a good win. Could they go up there, especially with the opportunities remaining on this non-conference? Seton Hall now. I mean, you have to talk about them in that tier though, after the way they performed in that game. I think it sets up as a really interesting um, uh, story to watch for the rest of this year. I agree, Matt. And this is something I think that we've kind of established early and often with the podcast is that, you know, when it comes to Big East and the the tiers, the rankings, however you want to refer to it, it's always going to be Villanova at the top, DePaul at the bottom. But after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. It's a logjam, gridlock, whatever you want to call it. A lot of the teams have to distinguish themselves at one point or another. And these early season non-conference games is where that happens. And right now, you can't distinguish between anyone because we're 4-0 against another power conference. So uh, I think this is a great development to keep your eyes on as the season progresses. I think we're in for one hell of a conference play this year. But again, there's there's a lot of talent in this league, and I'm very excited to see what happens. Absolutely. Friars tip off against UNH this Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Fox Sports 2 when you're in between. Yeah, commercial breaks, everything. You look for something else to watch. Make sure you flip it over to FS1 and catch. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the first game is Thursday night. There's going to be there's, there's good games on. So make sure you're catching the gamut tip-off games and see what else is going on in the conference. Watch them with a keen eye because Friars are going to be playing these teams later this season. So we want to take a look at the competition, see what Providence is going to be up against can't overlook you. A good UNH team is Thursday night at the Dunkin' Donut Center. We'll have more for you after the game. Remember, follow us at Flex Hoops on Twitter. Subscribe wherever you are listening to it, to this. Make sure to reach out to us if you have any questions or if you just want to say hi. We're two pretty friendly guys. For Joe Howie, I'm Matt St. Jean. Thank you for listening. Go Friars. <laughs>